Hey everybody, it's Shelly Hoffman and I am here with our weekly update that I always look forward to with our mayor, Dick Clark. How are you today? I'm fine. I was kind of hoping it would be a little warmer than it is, but I rem I'm, I'm reminded of the time as a youngster when I would say to my mother, you know, because you'd get a couple nice days and that would rain for a week in April and I'd say, you know, we're getting cheated. And she said, you need April showers to to bring May flowers. Yeah. So, and I guess that's a song even. <laughs> and uh, so I never forgot that. And uh, so I'm, I'm being patient. And I mowed the lawn yesterday about two days past when I should have because it's been so rainy. Man, was it thick. But it was, it mowed up really nice and things are growing. I'm getting excited about getting my, I've got some stuff planted, uh, seeds and stuff. So hopefully won't be too long. Be putting stuff in the garden and we'll start having some vegetables. And, and uh, it's something I really, look, it's one of those things. Everybody has their thing, you know, they get kind of lost in. And I go out in the summertime and we have a little kneeler thing that I go down. It's got a sponge cushion on it so it doesn't kill my knees. And I'm down there pulling weeds and clipping suckers on the tomatoes and, you know, I get done, it's been two hours and it feels like it was 10 minutes. You know, I have a decent sized backyard. If you're bored, if you're done with yours. <laughs> well, if I have, a, if the tomato plants come at all, I don't know what you're looking to have out there, but uh, I can always bring a few tomato plants and hill them up for you. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's always fun. You know, I remember as, as a kid and then we're watching grandkids and stuff, you know, they, the teachers would send them home with a, a plant you know, you know, styrofoam coffee cup and they watch a sunflower or a daffodil or something. It's always fun to watch things grow. It's amazing. I've always thought about getting a glass planter and put the seeds right up next to the glass so I could watch as they sprout. You know, it's just amazing. Um, you know, if people take a moment to look back and, and see what's out there. Uh, that's why I think our trails are so wonderful along the river. I mean, you see everything, you know, all kinds of birds. And I'm sure if you're there at the right time, you're going to see snakes. And, and Really? Frogs. Really? You got to go snakes on me there? Little snakes. Little snakes. <laughs> uh, but you see uh, muskrats still in the, in the river. Uh, once in a while, you might see a beaver down uh, going towards Community Park. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we're, we're really blessed here with what we have uh, in all around us. And, and I know people are concerned about things growing up and being built. And, and even so they can't take the river away. You know I mean? It's, it's still there. Um, a couple of misconceptions I was reading on Facebook today, somebody, some people were talking about there's a planned uh, industrial development going to be on the corner of Henkel Boulevard and uh, 690 yes. sort of kitty corner from timber tree. Well, that's gonna is the village gonna have enough water to supply them, and this what's well, not gonna be village water, and all that traffic will be going through the village. And I don't, I think the reason it's being built there is you can take Henkel over to the main road in Radisson and get over to 31, or you can go on 690 and go across the bridge and head to the city, or you can go north on 48. Very little of that traffic should come through Baldwinsville, which is good. And people are worried about, well, it's not really going to supply jobs. Um, and, th and that is a concern. I mean, that's that's what justifies 
it being built as if a lot of people can work that maybe didn't have jobs. Um, and it sounds like in the beginning, people who were at the United Auto uh, area down on State Fair Boulevard will just move out here. But that the plan is as things grow because of the new facility, then they would have to add new bodies. Uh, somebody said, well, it's only nineteen hour, $19 an hour job. It's better than unemployment, I would think. Um, and if there's any benefits attached, uh, you know, if you want to build up, you know, so, so you roughly 20 bucks an hour for a 40 hour week is $800. It's not a bad paycheck. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of people would take it right now. I, I don't know what people are, are thinking when they think of jobs. I mean, are we going to only hire people at like $52 an hour or something? I mean, somebody got, you know, there's got to be a lower level of workforce and, and hopefully we, a lot of them will be working there. Uh, you know, I know that there's concern, you know, I, I grew up here and, and when I grew up where Tri-County Mall is, I think I've told you before, there were cows. Yeah. I mean, you went on Downer Street and once you got past um, right around the area of Ford Street, um, the, right, there was a fence across the street and there were cows standing at the fence. There was nothing but fields. There was the Johnson farm. And it, that was nice. But as eventually we, we started losing the businesses in Baldwinsville to, to malls and things like that. And people said, isn't it a shame we don't have anything in Baldwinsville? So now when they're building things to bring jobs to Baldwinsville, people don't like it. You know, they don't want jobs coming to Baldwinsville. Everybody wants it to stay countryside. Well, you can't have both. I mean, I... I prefer, at my age, I prefer green fields and woods and that kind of stuff. But I also know that there's an awful lot of young people, you know, getting out of school and looking for work and don't want to have to move to do it. Wouldn't it be nice if 50 people from the graduating class who weren't going to college could get jobs at United Auto or at Amazon in Liverpool or whatever? Yeah. Uh, and I understand complaints, too, that, that all these big businesses come in and they get breaks. And that's in order to get them to come, you have to give them a tax break. And then so that it's lost on the community they're in because they don't get the taxes that they should be getting. Uh, you know, not not an argument we should start today because um, <laughs> that goes long. Yes. Uh, and, I, but, but, and I do agree with a lot of that. Um, but ultimately, if people are working you know, you, 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 you're younger, your child is 22 years old and, and out of college and there's nothing to do. Even a $19 an hour job is helps make a car payment if they're living at home or something, you know, and they can get on their feet eventually. And it gives them a year of experience. So now when they go look for a job, they got a better chance to get a job because, hey, I've worked here for a year and, and I didn't miss a day. I'm a good employee. So, that's been, that's enough of that. Um, I, I, I did want to say, um, I talked to somebody from the county today. They're looking to spring a couple of pop-up vaccination sites. And uh, I told them I thought Ballinson would be a good place for it, that there were probably still people here that, that uh, needed to get vaccinated. And it would be really nice if we had a one-day thing here in the village that people wouldn't have to drive far away. And so they're going to let me know. But she sounded very positive that this sounded like a good site. Um, we would we would likely use the Canton Woods Senior Center because it's set up very well for that kind of a operation. So people should be paying attention to 
uh, Facebook, the village website. Um, keep an eye out for the messenger, even if you don't, not the printed messenger, but if you go online, you can get the messenger will write stories sometimes before they actually show up in print. And so keep an eye out if, it's, if you haven't been vaccinated yet. And, you know, we're just kind of waiting for things to get, you know, making sure things were okay. Um, this might be a great place for you to get it. Um, I got my second one last Friday. Feel good about that. Um, didn't have any, knock on wood, any real reaction to it. You know, a little bit tired, but not any more so than I am a lot of days when I don't get enough sleep the night before. So um, I feel pretty lucky that I didn't have a problem. Okay. Um, let's see where start looking at my list here. If I ad lib, I get in trouble. <laughs> I understand that. I don't know. Um, I had a nice talk with, um, with Chuck uh, McAuliffe, a lot of things going on. I wanted to see if I, if I can show this thing. Uh, if it'll... That's not what I wanted. That's what I wanted. All right, I don't know if this will show. It might go up towards your camera. Oh, it does. Okay, yep. this is a new sign up at Mercer Park, and okay. the same thing will be up at all the other parks. And it's one is saying that the restrooms get cleaned once daily, enter at your own risk, because uh, you don't, you know, we just can't clean them constantly. Right. The green sign in the middle is all dogs must be on leashes in parks. And the bottom one is be kind to young lungs, no smoking in village parks. So people will see those. Um, Chuck says that he has been down to community park and people think that is a dog park, the whole park. And they get down and they take the dog, let their dogs just run. And some people use the closed in softball field as a dog park. Now they can let their dog run and they can't get away because there's a fence, um, except people play softball there. And, and if they don't clean up after the dogs, uh, that's, not a very good health situation. So just remember restrooms are clean daily. We just, you don't know how you know long since it's been clean when you wander in there. So you may want to make sure to wash your hands real good when you get done, which is good advice anyways. Right. Dogs on a leash is very important. Uh, and I'll tell you what, there's people who um, have a fear of dogs and you might have the nicest dog in the world. But people who are afraid of dogs don't know that that dog comes running and, you know, wants to be petted. But you, don't, you think that dog's going to take a chunk out of your leg. So what happens is people stop going to the park because they keep getting accosted by dogs. So for the other people's benefits too, keep your dog on a leash and please no smoking. And, and that goes for both kinds of smoking, whether it's cigarettes or pot, um, if you the law in New York is you can't smoke pot where you can't smoke cigarettes. Okay. That, that answer should answer any questions about, can you smoke pot in the park? Um, let's see. There's going to be a sign put up shortly on the entrance to paper mill Island that no one under 18 is allowed out on the Island without a parent. Um, been a lot of vandalism and, uh, it's not a great place for kids to be sometimes with the water right there and so on and, and get younger kids. There's plenty of other places to be out than other than Paper Mill Island. So that sign when we go up, we ask your indulgence in obeying that law. Uh, 
you have a problem, you can always call me and ask me what I'm, what we were thinking. Um, for people who use Mercer Park, we redoing the area around the playground. We dug up all the chips and stuff that were put down a couple years ago. Uh, our insurance agent came in and did a tour of the village. And one of the things they said was that needed to be replaced. It needs to be nine inches thick with chips. And so it's been all dug out, new screen put underneath uh, to keep weeds and stuff from growing up through. And uh, they're getting chips and they were hoping the weather would stay nice. And so maybe by the weekend, all the chips would be in place. Uh, there is a possibility if people are planning on going down there over the weekend that the, they might not be usable. Just to mm -hmm. give people a heads up. Um, it's almost all done with all the uh, side work on the sidewalks. And Chuck said some of his crew is going to help get the sites ready for the carp tournament, which is coming up in about two weeks. Uh, we're going to go along and along the riverbank and trim some of the bushes and uh, hanging tree branches that would affect trying to cast and that type of stuff. I know that a couple years ago they were getting ready for the carp tournament and Steve D'Arcangelo went down to check and some, some, you know, fisherman had a chainsaw and was like holding on a, a line and trying to reach up and, and Steve said, whoa, whoa, let us take care of that. You know, that guys who do that professionally. And, and uh, so Chuck and, and a couple of his guys will be down there cleaning that out. That's a fun thing to watch. I mean, uh, I'm assuming you can keep a safe distance and walk along the trail and just stand, stand on the trail itself. And that is my wife um, that um, you, when you watch them haul in these carp and I mean, there's some of them are like 30 pounds of great, they're monster fishes and then they have to weigh them. And, and it's kind of exciting because they're sitting around and they've got three poles and they've got these electronic uh, tip things that when the, the pole gets tipped, this sounds a regular alarm, just like an alarm, alarm clock in the morning. And they people start flying, grabbing that, and the other guys grabbing a net, and they're boy, they're it's really kind of uh, fun because they're really into it. Yeah. I mean, these carp fishermen. I suppose it's just like I know it was a last weekend was a big weekend up for walleye. I think maybe the first Saturday, um, somebody caught the biggest fish, and it also was had a, like a tag on it, which so the guy ended up winning twenty five thousand dollars for catching the. Mm -hmm biggest walleye uh you know people fish for trout on the open on april 1st that you know it's it's just fun and uh i hope the weather is nice so the carp fishermen enjoy their time in baldwinsville um i talked with greg and codes he said uh been a lot of school board election signs put up he's moved some he's removed some they cannot be within 10 feet of the edge of the road so the smarter place is behind the sidewalk, which means you're putting them probably in somebody's yard, which means you probably should check with the homeowner to make sure they don't care. But if you're within 10 feet, you're in the village right away. And our code says no signs in the village right away. So uh, if you thought you put two signs up on a street and you go down and there's no signs, you might want to check them in our code office because Greg may have them in his office or in the trunk of the car. Yeah. Um, also, remind people, no furniture put at the side of the road, particularly this time of year where it's raining every other day. You put out 
there was a one on like Virginia Street. There was like six, seven pieces of furniture, couch, foot, you know, footstool, chair, all kinds of. And it had to get ruined. I mean, when it started raining a little while later, so you know, make a, make a deal with whoever you buy your new furniture from. You know, you might have to pay an extra twenty bucks, but have them take your fur the furniture with them or sell it ahead of time to a friend that needs furniture. So when your new one comes, that, that one just goes. But don't put it out in your yard. Well, if you're um, if you're throwing it away, don't you have to call the like dependable or somebody and set up a time for them to come pick it up? Yeah, and some but, but if they're coming on Wednesday, don't put it out on Saturday. And so it sits out there for five days, and you know birds are building nests in it, and you know all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so that's just a little request that we. Uh, it's not not very nice to drive around the village and see furniture dotting the curbs. So um, courts been regularly adding more and more people to the Wednesday docket, uh, criminal and vehicle traffic type stuff. Um, they, they've kind of letting somebody in like every 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and your traffic ticket should have a date on it. And that's the time you should show up. If it's a criminal, our court people are trying to work that out with the attorneys on when, when they should come. So we don't have a log jam of people. They are screening everybody, you know, taking temperature. You have to wear a mask. Um, don't be surprised. Um, I watched Chief Leffencheck, um, his sh show with you the other day, some interesting stuff. Um, I was just really shocked to learn he was going for unemployment. <laughs> I didn't know he was I didn't when know he, he told me that, when he told me that, I said, I'm so saying that live. <laughs> he goes, so free because anybody can be victimized. Yeah. You know, really, you can. <laughs> I suppose it is comforting to think that the police chief, you know, is just as vulnerable as anybody else is. Um, but it is, it just reminds people, um, sometimes people get sloppy and, and let, let their guard down. You know, don't give anybody your social security number on the phone. Don't give anybody, don't send anybody a check. You know, if, if somebody calls and says it's your mortgage lender, send some money here. Get off the phone and call the bank with the number you normally use and say, I just got a call. Is that one of your people? And they're going to probably say, no, don't send them any money. Uh, double check on everything. Just You know, I actually just had an email this morning. Uh, because, you know, I, I work real estate. So a lot of times people will send us images of an earnest money. You know, we have a secure uh, email and we know what something's coming. And we we technically um, we have another paper that we fill out instead. So we don't tip. We don't usually get the type of email that came. But what I did was I clicked on the return email address because it said a company name. And when I clicked on it, it ended with UK, meaning it was coming from the UK, not even. So I didn't have to take another step because obviously I wish I worked with somebody in England right now. <laughs> you know, the one to come to Baldwinsville, but. <laughs> Your tentacles of real estate have not reached that far. Huh? They have not. They have not. So so sometimes point being is that the area code or the ending of the email address, there are some hints sometimes if you're questioning it before you make a phone call or or call down to the um, the police uh, station or something and ask those questions. But but literally, I mean, they're they're ruthless. They send, they call, they send, they call, they make you think that it's legit. 
I'm pretty sure I'm entitled to something from Chase Bank, but it's $60. And I don't know if that $60 is worth me clicking on that link because yeah. it could cost me hundreds, right? <laughs> well, and it's particularly tough for, for older people who, who just either have a little more trouble hearing, maybe their eyes aren't quite as good, they, they're reading something that says you must pay this within 15 days. They think, well, I don't want to end up have I don't have enough money to be paying it two or three times, so I better do it now. Yeah. Call the police department, you know, call a bank, call, you know, call the senior center and ask if they if you should believe what you got. And somebody will guide you and say, tear it up. Don't and if they call you, hang up on them. You know, don't even engage them in a conversation because there used to be a, a rumor that if you said the word yes anywhere in a conversation, they would record the yes. And then they would say, well, you said yes to our, our doing it. Because they would say, have you ever done something like this before? And you'd say, yes. And they got your voice going, yes. And then they can play it back to you and say, you said yes. So be careful on the phone. If you don't know who it is, hang up. Most any reputable bank, social security, all that kind of stuff doesn't do things by phone. And if, if you hang up on somebody from KeyBank or one of those banks, they probably will call you back and apologize and you know get it straightened out. Um, and all you, what I do, have always done in the past, the few times we get called is ask for their number. I'll call you back. Right. I'm busy right now. If they don't want to give you a number to call back, that's a pretty good tip off because they're probably in, you know, the Congo or Nigeria or Australia or someplace other than in Baldwinsville. So good lesson, I'm glad the chief shared that. Um, it's happened to a few people involved with the village. We're not quite sure where it's coming from, but obviously with Mike, he said it was an address that he hadn't lived at in 20 years. Yeah. So it might be some old information, which is better than current, but still keep your guard up. Um, saw Lauren the other day from the chamber and she said that uh, it's already had several people sign up to volunteer at the visitor center, which is nice to hear. And was excited about the garage sale, May 22nd. That's a village-wide garage sale. Um, if you have any questions, call the chamber. Um, look on uh, their Facebook site, you know, any information. Uh, if you're in a position where you don't think you're going to get, would get exposure on your street, they're renting spaces at Village Square for $5 for the day. Uh, and then so there'll be, she was asking me how, how do we know how far apart, you know, and I said, uh, you know, check with Chuck McAuliffe and, you know, maybe the, I don't know how wide the parking spots are, but it might be as long as you've got a vehicle, like every other spot, or maybe keep two in between. I, I don't know how many she's going to have sign up, you know, if it's eight or 10, there's certainly not going to be an issue. But that would be kind of nice to give people an excuse. Maybe they buy something at a garage sale and then walk over and grab a sandwich at one of our restaurants. I, I would hope one of the restaurants or two or three of them would come up with a garage sale special. Oh, yeah. It's Burner fine. fries and, you know, for a little cheaper than normal or something and uh, attract some people to walk over to their businesses. Or maybe um, a garbage, um, like some type of a... Um a special special theme sandwich or something. Angry Garlic's always doing theme sandwiches for something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did forget when I was mentioning police, um, I, I saw a conversation on Facebook where somebody was mentioning it. Wish they put speed bumps on Lock Street. 
because they drive down here like it's a racetrack. Well, then by the time the conversation got done, almost every street in the village had been mentioned as they do the same thing here. They do the same thing there. Then somebody said, well, they do it on our street, but the police have grabbed a couple of them. So that might slow it down. Um, if you're having a problem, I mean, it really is a problem because in some areas because there's no sidewalks and kids, not little tiny kids, but, you know, 10, 12 years old kids are out throwing a football back and forth or, you know, hitting a hockey puck back and forth and uh, that type of thing. And somebody comes whipping down the street, you know, it might be bad news. Uh, call the police department. They do have that um, speed check thing they put out that tells you how fast you're going. Yeah. You know, it's not the not the end all, but you're coming down a street that's 30 miles an hour and you look up and you're going 42. You kind of have a tendency to let off the gas a little right. bit. And that might be enough to save somebody's life. Uh, and also, we, we have, I saw a police car out the other day uh, hidden behind some bushes doing a traffic control, you know, radar. And if there's enough calls on a certain street, they'll they'll put a note out and officers will. You know, if they've done their rounds, they might go over and set up for a half hour at a particular time of day that you might say is worse than others. And all you got to do is get one or two tickets in an area and word gets around. Don't go on Curtis Ave because they're nailing people. <laughs> or just slow down on Curtis Ave because they're getting people. <laughs> Curtis Ave has an unusual situation. They have a stop sign in the middle of the street, sort of. And it surprises people. And, and it sounds like people don't stop. Okay. Um, so, you know, if that was something that was going on regularly, the police would like to know about it. And then they can plop themselves, you know, back off on the side street. And somebody goes through the stop sign. You know, usually the first time is a warning because of our, the way our community policing is. But the second time is a ticket. And, uh, and maybe the first time, depending on how fast you were going when you went through that stop sign. Um, so let the police know about it and give them a chance to react. Um, I did see, I got a couple emails from boating people, not local boating people, but people with state interests is saying, you know, the, reminding people that the power authority had talked about limiting the boating season as far as the the locks from six months down to three months and they stopped it but no nobody is real comfortable that this is a permanent stop so i would say if you are a boater and that you enjoy the six month boating season then it would be smart for you to get a hold of um magnarelli uh, uh what Will Barkley, uh, John Mannion, who's our state senator in this area, let them know that if if laws come up that maybe would limit the use of the canal, the locks at least, uh, to down to three months, that you would be against it and you ask them not to support any changes, let them know. Because that's the kind of thing where it's going to get brought up someday and they're not going to hurt from anybody. Right. So speak up. I'll let them know that you that you've heard of that and you want to make sure it doesn't happen. Uh, and our business owners, I, I think it would be smart, maybe the chamber to get the business owners to sign on to a letter and send it to those state, the two uh, uh, assemblymen and the one state senator, and say, you know, canal is huge for our businesses. 
and we would hate it for you to cut down and we're asking you not to support a change. Uh, be active ahead of time. Let them know that you're uh, concerned. Um, senior center still has people coming inside, but limited, although I'm looking at the list and it's falls prevention class, Tai Chi, chair yoga, walking group, art group, book club, the yarn crew, and bingo. So that's a pretty substantial, but if you want to take part in any of those, you have to call ahead of time and reserve a spot and you wear a mask and you have to get checked at the door and that type of stuff. You have to make a reservation. So if you want to play bingo, they may only take 15 people spread out. So if you want to be one of those 15, you better sign up and get registered. Do you think, Mayor, that, um, you know, reading what the guidelines were from the um, the governor and things that are coming down the pipeline, do you think Canton Woods would eventually say if you have your vaccination card and you're vaccinated that um, more people can, can join if they separate it out that way? I know some of the clubs and organizations in our area are starting to send out surveys of who's vaccinated and who's not vaccinated. Is that something Canton Woods might be looking into or not quite yet or you guys haven't talked about I, it? I, I think they would check. I think Ruth was a little reluctant to get into that in the beginning because people didn't know where that was going, you know, how much control that would be. Um, but I think it sounds, I mean, I just saw where the Yankees have been told that if people are fully vaccinated, they can sit in an area that has a hundred percent. If you're not vaccinated, they put you in an area where you can only have, you have to social distance and wear your masks. So they're going to even separate the stadium into yes and no situation. So I got to think at some point um, the county office for aging is going to say, if you want to have an area and only people can go in there that are vaccinated, um, you know, and all you got to do is check once and have a list. Right. And they, they know everybody who comes in basically. And so they just check them off and you can go play cards. So that would probably open it up to playing cards and things like that. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I didn't hadn't thought to mention that. So uh, I'll double check with Ruth and see where that is. I'm sure she's checking. Um, I'm she see what the other senior centers are talking about. I mean, they have a kind of a little group that um, not very many of them are open full time like ours is. A lot of them are open just part of a day, um, not even every day. And so some of that's a little different, but um, they're doing pretty good. They got a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, the uh, the 11th is a uh, upstate hospital uh, mammography van. May 11th appointments call the senior center for information. Um, let me. See, I'm trying to see if I can get them in any kind of a order by date. Oh, beginning the 7th, which would be what Friday. Yep. Um, they're going to have time to talk, which is four friends. Oh, nice. That Good. can get in together. And let me just see exactly what it says. Chance to socialize, chat, catch up. Group of four or less, you got to sign up for a time slot on starting Friday. So that's good news. And then yep. there were guidelines in the newsletter. I'm sure it's, you know, come in with a mask and so on. But, you know, if you've got some friends that you always used to hang out with and have a cup of coffee and the three or four of you would sit around and talk, another chance to do that again. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Tuesday the 12th is a jigsaw puzzle and paperback book giveaway. 
1 to 3 o'clock on t Tuesday the 12th. No, the 12th would be a Wednesday. No. I can tell you in a second. Today's. Always have my handy dandy calendar slash my phone slash my calculator slash everything. The 16th, you said what day? The 12th? 12th. It's a Wednesday. Okay. One to three. And you call up and get a, again, reserve a time slot. So you get your 10 minutes to come in and look through puzzles and take them and leave. Um, George Leia concert, May 13th at two o'clock with a rain date the following Thursday, a week later. Uh, bring a lawn chair and wear a mask, and hopefully it'll be 70 degrees and sunny. People can really get to enjoy it. Um, the, uh, virtual Elder Law, the Law Fair, which is free, open to everybody, May 6th, which is tomorrow. Call the Center for Information, and the Office for Aging is uh, sponsoring the Nutrition as You Age program. May 13th and 19th via Zoom. Call the center for more information. Um, I think that's about all they got going, which is actually quite a bit. Usually is. So just to clarify, because we had some comments that came in while we were talking, uh, going back to the side, um, the garage sale with the um, sidewalk sale that the chamber is doing. Cindy, your sister, who's pretty involved with the chamber through PACB, um, and if Lauren's still watching, she could clarify. But she she was thinking it was ten dollars for chamber members, fifteen for non. So we'll want to get that clarification. But if you go to the chamber Facebook page or their website, probably that information okay. will be there soon. And mm -hmm. then uh, Cindy also mentioned that the newsletter for Canton Wood, she was looking at it, and it does explain all the safety precautions for what they're doing. And of course, Lauren chimed in with her exclamation point to add some enthusiasm because you know, <laughs> to the uh, the the fact that the canal uh, being open, the locks being open, you know, it helps our businesses. People park their boat. They either listen to music if we have the concert series, get something to eat, stop in. So, um, so those were the our little chime ins for our our show today. Um, and so people know that the visitor center will be open, but there'll be restrictions people will not be able to go inside the building we'll ask people who are stopping boaters to, to give respect to the volunteers to not you know get within their six foot safety zone and that type of stuff but they'll have hopefully i know lauren said she was going to try to get restaurants to give her menus um that type of thing so that you know you're looking for a steak dinner or you're looking for an italian dinner or you're looking for pizza or you're, they might have a different menu depending on what you're after I'm, I'm sure not too many boaters are seeing this right now. No. Um, but I offer that for, for other people in the community who might be talking to some of the boaters. Um, well, not only that, but I know some of the restaurants also have those um, those URL, um, those codes. You take a picture of it and you scan it. It takes a picture and shows the menu. So even having something like that, the visitor center may be outside because like I walk or if people are walking around thinking, where do we want to go get something to eat? And you have some of the restaurants with those codes, that would be nice because you could just pull up the menus instead of going to each location to find it. Um, just my my two cents, Mayor, every once in a while, I like to throw out there into what we're talking about. And Lauren said QR codes because well, she Well, somebody knew Lauren, they could probably tell her that. <laughs> Lauren said QR code. She, she speaks my language, Mayor. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. She's, she's a character and she's, I think she's going to be great for the village. She is. Uh, and I hope she enjoys, you know, what she's doing. She seems to, uh, and I'm sure people will appreciate her energy. Um, and I think, 
I think that's all. That's when, all you got. We have a village board meeting tomorrow night. They'll be live on Facebook at 7.30. Um, a lot of things happening in the village as far as, you know, the board. So it should be an interesting meeting. Always is, I think. But uh, I really I really appreciate our board. We have a hardworking board. And I have asked Mike Shepard to be the liaison with our island promoter because I'm, I'm sensing, and based on an email that he sent out just the other day, He's sensing that things are going to open up maybe so he can have concerts maybe by July. Okay. Because if they could open them up tomorrow, but he can't get a band that fast. That's the hard part. You know? Well, I did talk to um, Jim Lynch over in Phoenix, and I know that they're doing, you know, a couple things over. I talked to him about something real estate related and then just threw in, you know, what's Phoenix have going on because they have concerts, they have different things. So um, I know that they're working on having, you know, a much livelier summer this year than they did last year, just like we are. So it's nice to hear those things are happening. Yeah. And I asked, I asked Mike to, to work with them partly because there's, I have so many things, little things going on um, more so than normal because of the COVID and, and those steps we have to take to do everything. So I thought it would be nicer to have somebody who was focused would be on the island. And so that any questions Chuck has, he can go to Mike, get an an hopefully get an answer or get a dialogue started. Um, and quite honestly, Mike is much more likely to show up at most. It's quite a few of the concerts than I am. Um, not, not that I'm against music. It's just not my cup of tea most of the time. Yes. Um, and, and if I'm going to, I'll go down sometimes on River Street and or by the park. And Linda and I might park down there and set up lawn chairs and music, you know, for half hour, 45 minutes and then go home. And, uh, you know, we're, when I was younger, I probably would have been out at all the concerts. Uh, shouldn't say that probably because it makes me feel old when I say <laughs> it, but you know, it, it's just standing around watching a concert is just not what it used to be for me. Um, I'm glad that we have it for all the people who, because I, I get stuff from people, you know, one of our um, zoning board uh, members sent me a message wanting to know if there's any update on what was going on. One of my wife's cousins who has moved into Baldwin Hill, it's a big concert guy, uh, wanted to know if I heard, if we'd heard anything new. And uh, it'd be nice to be able to say, you know, Chuck is actively booking starting sometime in July. So, um. So real quick, Mayor, because I know you know we're already 40 minutes in. And as much as we love talking, people might get tired of listening to us talk. Uh, Cindy did ask about the Memorial Day Parade. And I know last week and the week before we kind of touched on it that, you know, that's really the uh, I think it's um, um, the police that, you know, kind of put that together and work with the veterans. But have you heard anything as far as? No. And I'm, I'm at this point, I'm I would say because of the date that we're at now, the fact that they haven't booked anything. Yeah. would make it very difficult. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Last year we had a memorial service, and I'm guessing we'll do that again. Yes. Um, Chief Leffenchek thought that the two veterans organizations really it, it thought that was pretty swell uh, because maybe that took more of the front than the parade itself, you know, the, the actual mem remembering our lost soldiers. So <clears throat> I'm sure we'll ask the veterans. Um, the VFW and the American Legion to coordinate something. And then uh, 
it will pack B will record it and uh, hopefully it'll be nice um, it was very nice last year the weather was beautiful and it was a very nice bunch of ceremonies at four different places and that might be the best we can do right now and, and uh, I'm hoping maybe that when we look at July that maybe possibly the 4th of July would be um, available for Chuck to book something and that maybe we'd be able to have fireworks. Maybe we'd be at that point, you know, things are starting to open up. Uh, I don't know. Again, the chief is, I, I err. Right. It's up to chief. Letting him tell me because I know um, he's putting safety first and he's talking to other people in safety and <clears throat> getting very dry here. Um, but that's all I have. And any, anytime anybody's got any questions, please feel free to call. Call Village Hall at 635-3521. I'm not there. They'll get a message to me. Um, I have to apologize. There were two people over the last two weeks that I failed to call back right away um, just because I lost track of the note that I wrote down. And then I have since talked to them, and uh, hopefully, you know, everything's okay with them and me. But I try to call back, and I know that all of our departments have been trying to be very responsive and um, I'm getting a lot more messages now than I have before the COVID. So yeah, that's all I have to say, Shell. Well, as always, lots of good information and I enjoy our, our talk and I appreciate Lauren and Cindy and they're chiming in because they also know a lot of things that are happening on in the, um, the village and the community. So um, I guess until next week, we will, um, you know, maybe between now and then we'll get some information on uh, what can and can't be done. I know May 19th, which isn't May 12th is next Wednesday. So maybe in two weeks, you know, there's some more standards coming out of changes and things I read in the Syracuse.com website yesterday about what can and can't happen. So as May goes into June and June goes into July, I'm just going to keep being optimistic, Mayor. Let's don't go too fast. Somebody said the other day, I can't wait for SU basketball season. <laughs> we not push summer away too fast, please. And we are still looking for summer help if you have a, a, a college age person um, with a driver's license 18 years old who's looking for summer work mostly mowing but not strict not entirely mowing um, doesn't have to be a student uh, again somebody who's out of work and thinks they might be out for the summer you know good place to work steady work 35 hours a week type thing 40 hours a week um, let us know. Get a hold of Village Hall. They give you an application. Um, if you're if you're available to start tomorrow, we probably could put you to work. Okay. Um, so, and then we're still. I still believe we're looking for somebody to take care of our flowers. So. Yes, Cindy had asked about that too. So, okay, perfect. Well, hopefully between now and then, some of those positions get filled. Um, my kids all have jobs, or I'd send them right over to you, Mayor. There you go. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great okay. day. Take care, Sean.